Well, hello and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, brought to you every week by our friends at the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where it is substravaganza month. That is exactly what it sounds like, Mr. Foster, substravaganza. I imagine that to be an awesome experience, not even anything else but an experience, DK. And you know what? I would ask you what it is. And you might answer me anyway, but I like to think of it as an experience either way around it. Yeah, it, it is that. It, uh, all the subs are on sale. Uh, they're all fresh, hot, made to order. You walk yeah. in. And by the way, there's a certain get-go in the community. I'm not going to say which one that happens to be near a certain location where a certain football team practices. That if you go there at a certain time of day, you will find any number of Pittsburgh Steelers in there. DK. You you may have given up much a much a, a better answer than trying to find a guy at camp. That's all I'm saying. That is that is accurate, uh, Ramon. You know what I wanted to talk to you about this week, principally, mm -hmm. was players get told in the NFL, "You are not wanted. You are not needed," and then yeah. in some form or other, they come back. Mm -hmm. uh, not always, not always. And sometimes when they're told they're not wanted or needed, they don't like James Conner signing with the Arizona Cardinals. The Steelers yeah. did not want James back. Uh, mm -hmm. When you see the amount of money that he got one year at 1.75 million, I know. I know, I know. Don't tell me that's not money that he couldn't have gotten from Pittsburgh. No. And, and then there's Vince Williams who comes back after pretty unceremoniously being told his services were not needed at that cap hit. Yeah. Loan, what is the mindset of the athlete when that occurs? There's two mindsets, probably more than I'm probably going to give you more than two. I'm trying to hold it to two mindsets. In the case of James Conner, man, a, he's not a Pittsburgh. He's a Pennsylvania kid. He was embodied, embraced, loved, cherished, all of those sentimental, like, adjectives that I'm throwing out, feelings that I'm throwing out of everything Pittsburgh. When you talk about Pittsburgh strong in the last four or five years, it's James Conner. Even his senior year at college, James Conner could have possibly made more money than some rookies on an NFL roster in Pittsburgh because he was Pittsburgh strong through and through from Erie PA, um, beat, gosh, literally a cancer, not just a person. I'm talking about a cancer literally beat mm -hmm. that from I'm not sure days, months, weeks of losing his life, like to battle back from that. And you get into a situation where I'm just giving you the, the player psychology of mm -hmm. what goes on. You get into a situation where you bought in to be part of a brand, being part of being brought in to be a solution to um team needs, and you buy into it as a young guy, you buy into it to say, Man, I'm everything that Pittsburgh and he was that, okay. And go on start pro bowl great year he and then the legend of james grows even more yeah where it comes into james man and his situation where it's noticeable that pittsburgh didn't want him back and both of these situations that i'm giving you his versus vince is this everybody has that oh 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 it's a business <laughs> you see what i'm saying like yeah i do all of that emotion that goes into it and fans tell you the man you're supposed to be for us and we're for you and we love you and all of these types of things. And then for the player, 
not the fans, for the player, because the thing about the player and the fan is this. The fan is going to forever be a part of the organization because you've seen time and time again, guys come in and guys go and you learn to deal with it. Um, but from a player's perspective, the hate always goes towards the player when a player chooses not to come back or yeah. they're courted by another team. And for no reasons other than it being a business, that it ruins the experience for you. Uh, guys go to another team and, and fans sometimes tell guys, you suck, you should have stayed with us. But it's never towards the team, you know? Like, you guys suck for getting let go, for letting go of, of Connor. Mm -hmm. Like, that, to me, when I saw him, like, in, what are you, want Arizona Red? I was like, God, yeah. what Connor? <laughs> you know, like it's the business side of it. And then on the uh, so forth for a guy like James, like he had no choice when it was obviously just a matter of man, $1.7 million, I think. That's it. 1.75 um for one year. And I, I I'm gonna say this, but that is money that the Steelers very easily could have afforded, yeah. even if they just wanted James to be who like he is. supporting cast to whoever it is that they draft. I mean, yeah. Ramon, that is a screaming signal that they just flat out didn't want him on the roster. So it's two sides of it. I, it's it's multifaceted. Let me stop saying it's two sides of it. One, it shows, it shows you the value of the running back position. I hate it because it rears his ugly head again. It sucks, okay? Yep. Another side of it is they probably have their eyes on somebody else who they think is better, younger, cheaper. Mm -hmm. That could be Vinny Snell. That could be somebody in a draft, okay? Or it could be running back by committee from here on out. That's what you got to deal with, too. And another aspect of it, though, again, is I go to that point of, like, I'm sure James wanted to be in Pittsburgh, but I'm sure in some part of this, either talking to the Steelers or, honestly, none talking with the Steelers kind of ruined ruined Pittsburgh for him though. Mm -hmm. You know, like again, I, I think in the world of NFL the game versus NFL the business, James pro James has probably had his oh, all right, this is a, this is a for real business. Yeah, that O uh, thing is 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 something that is a it, it's always been fascinating for me in covering teams because even though I'm in the locker room, I'm an outsider one hundred percent of the time. I, I mm -hmm. don't belong there. I'm in there to do a job, and I leave. But when you're in there, mm -hmm. you are the Pittsburgh Steelers. You're not part of it. You're not employed by them. You right. actually embody them. It's a completely mm -hmm. different dynamic. So when at the end of a contract or at the end of a certain situation, you're told you're not, Mm -hmm. It's a completely different yeah. and feeling than anything that you could possibly be prepared for. Because on one hand, <clears throat> excuse me, you're out there on the field. You're all in. Mm -hmm. You know that every play, with, with all due respect, can be your last. Yeah. Okay? Uh, especially those of you and, and you were out there who were, who were out there with Ryan Shazier in Cincinnati. Uh, yeah. You know what you're giving. And you know to whom you are giving it, to what institution. And then you're just told that you're not wanted or you're not part of it. I don't know that that's something that properly can be conveyed to people like, even to people like me on the outside. It, it can't because, you, you, again, you buy in 
to it. Like, and I got to give it to Coach Tomlin, Kev Colbert, all the coaches that Coach Tomlin had, and, and, and the Rooney family employed. Okay, who you pick? Like, they everybody gets an okay for at least Mr. Rooney and and just everybody in the front office say, hey, yeah, you're a part of it. They build, they do build relationships. That family aspect of it is is real inside that building. Mm-hmm. And so with them and and how this situation has unfolded for James to say, we just don't want to do business with you. That it's gotta hurt. Uh, I don't know what we're gonna see from Connor in Arizona, you know, mm-hmm. but I guarantee if I can I guarantee you. He's going to be a different guy at that running back position because the love stage is over with as far yeah. as what he means to this league. You know, what he means at his position. Uh, he, he might be a little bit more selfish moving forward and how he operates because that's what goes into your mind. Y'all didn't want me? I was a pro bowler. You didn't <laughs> want me? Le'Veon left. Like, I was the guy that was in and I moved over this transition. And now you boot me. Now, Vince Williams' situation – I got a feeling they may have told Vinny, like, we like you. If you find something else, fine, but we're not going to pay you this. And th- this year, the cap has been a reason why. Vinny was a cap casualty. Vinny still holds value at that position, at that room. Uh, Devin is coming back from the ACL. You know, uh, they got Spillane still up the middle, too. And you look at Vinny as being a steady piece that's going to get this group through, a guy that's going to be able to be a leader in this defense still. And Vinny still can play. It's just that now they bring Vinny back, I'm guessing, for lesser. Uh, and mm-hmm. Vinny may end up – I'll never discount Vinny, okay? Mm-mm. I'm going to say this, but I know the type of guy that Vinny is because I know – I ain't going to say I know his mindset, but I feel I know Vinny's mind is like mine. They're trying to probably put Vinny in a role, okay? And you know, like, I know Vinny's not going to do well in playing a role like being a rush linebacker or <laughs> no, playing he's not. <laughs> 20% of the snaps. If Vinny is out there, he's going to play and going to want to be a starter. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of Spillane and, and the health of Devin and the other guys that are in that, that building also. And it, it all depends on if they draft a young middle linebacker too, which is probably going to be something got to do. Vinny, I know was, I ain't going to say, I know he was pissed about it. I got the feeling that he was, be, he was pissed about being let go. And uh, and I talked to him for a split second, you know, after the after he got cut. Mm-hmm. And Vinny's savvy enough to know the business. Um, and I think you know, like I know Pittsburgh again. Like I said, has that family feel. And if you can go back, the odds of winning in Pittsburgh is a lot higher than I'm sure anywhere else. No, there's no question about that. We're going to talk more about the defense uh, in general and the impact of a couple of guys, Vinny and Tyson Alualu, coming back right mm-hmm. after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show, fueled by the Get-Go Cafe and Market. And Ramon, you started talking about Vince Williams being back, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to presume that your reaction when you heard that news was the same as mine, where it was just like this exhale, like, (laughs) because, look, let's be real here. When this all unfolded, free agency, 
and Tyson Alualu is gone, and Bud is gone, and now Steven Nelson is gone, mm-hmm. and then Vinny's gone. And you're thinking, I'm sorry, there aren't enough standard as the standard guys to compensate for all this. Culture. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You can culture yourself into oblivion. You still need to have football players. Yeah. Okay? And when Tyson came back, my first reaction was, okay, there's one enormous mm-hmm. problem solved that did not have another solution to it. I'm yeah. still, with, you know, with due respect to Isaiah Bugs and Carlos Davis, no, not right now. Yeah. Not now. Okay. Not now. Um, and then Vinny comes back. And I'm going to be honest with you. I, I think more of Vince Williams as a football player than I do Robert Spillane. Uh, even at this stage of his career, I could be mm-hmm. wrong. I'd be open to being wrong on that. Oh, yeah. But but Vince Williams being on your football field and on your sideline and in your huddle is a completely different animal. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. So I'll tell you my reaction when mm. I saw Vinny was going back to my reaction was, oh, wow. Good. Yeah. <laughs> like, you didn't see it coming. <laughs> I didn't see it coming. Absolutely. Because like I said, we had a brief conversation about him getting cut. OK. And again, I'm for my guys being employed. So I was just like, hey, Vinny, come to Nashville. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. That was I threw it out there because I'm like, again, when you're around it for a while, DK, and you've seen it, you've heard the stories, you've, you've heard the one big story, of course, around that as far as like not being wanted or you're, you're getting the boot. Like, it's a brutal business behind the game. Yeah. So I really didn't expect Vinny back. But when I saw him back, I was like, good. Like, yes, this is good. You know what I'm saying? And again, you made a point to what I said in, in our last segment was the fact that, look, if Vinny's in that building, Vinny's playing. The same way I feel about Tyson and Lou. Like, yeah. you, you say what you want to about Tyson not living up to the bill of a first-round draft pick. No, 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 no. Tyson can play. He was a late I, bloomer. I mean, he was a classic yeah. late bloomer. He he, he has, he has first-round pedigree written all 100%. over his performance the last three years. Not two. Everybody yes. talks about since Tyson moved to nose tackle and everything. Tyson was performing – at a Pro Bowl yes. elite level for the last three years, including when he was just interchanging with mm-hmm. linemen. And I have no less an authority on that than one Cameron Hayward and one Stefan Tuitt who will mm-hmm. swear by the guy. Oh, by the way, so Another will, so will TJ Watt. And Javon Hargrave. And Javon Hargrave will say the same thing. Think That's about good. this. Javon learned from Tyson and made me a better player and Marquise and Dave also in practice because of mm-hmm. what Tyson was doing. I saw Tyson be the same size, same stature, somewhat as Javon Hargraves, who at one point for about two weeks at free agency and 20, uh, what was it, 2020 or whatever, yep. was the highest paid nose tackle. Like, he learned from a guy like that. And so when you said no disrespect to uh, Bugs or uh, the young D tackle um, Carlos Davis. Yeah. Carlos Davis, new seventy three. Carlos Davis. Yeah. Uh, when when you say no disrespect to them, that's because you know what Tyson brings to the table. Yeah. Tyson not, brings not that now. leadership. He he brings himself along to teach Carlos and Isaiah if they're willing to learn. This is how you play the position. You guys, all those guys, probably you put them in line, same height, about the same weight. So if you're if they're smart, they learn from him the same way. I know Devin is smart because Devin has an NFL pedigree and his father, but and and Robert Spillane also they learn from Vinny. You don't get cut and get brought back. 
the way Vinny is unless you are that type of guy, okay? Like, he may not be where he was as far as Vinny or what you want, but there's a lot of guys, and I think people in fans need to realize this, there's a lot of guys that play damn good roles on teams that are worth more than what they put in that stat column. Vinny is one of those guys, on top of being a hard-nosed guy, too. He's an attitude guy, you know? Vinny, Vinny is going to – I'll tell you this right now. And I'm not saying this to you because you know it, but I'm saying this to the people who are listening. Mm-hmm. Vinny is going to blow people up at Latrobe, <laughs> like in a way that I yes. don't think. And I mean, he and he is going to stand over people. Mm-hmm. He is going to yell out in mm-hmm. the direction of the coaching staff mm-hmm. <laughs> that you cut yeah. me, you cut oh, this, you cut this, <laughs> you, and you know what he's gonna do. If Dev's not on the field, he gonna look up into that press box or where the coaches, uh, what, what, what the yeah, yeah, yeah. Gym, and he gonna point up to you, you. This is why you brought me back, <laughs> okay? And you know what Vince does too, in which I was like, wow, good. There's, there's a factor that left DK and Bud of attitude of goon mentality that Vinny helps keep in place. Uh, goon mentality is a phrase that you use occasionally, <laughs> and I just love it. And I think that part was underappreciated uh, as it relates to Bud. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know that the outside world got to see that as much because he was not a player who was penalized. Like, no. you didn't see flags get thrown on him. But Bud had a well, – not past tense. Bud still exists. He's just in your <laughs> part of the woods now. But Bud, yeah. Bud has um, – has a mean streak about him, which belies who he is off the field. And you want that and you need that on your defense. You need that snarl. Ramon, let me ask you this. When you, when, where we were talking about the defense just two, three weeks ago, um, is it back to the point with, with Vinny, with Tyson? uh, I mean, you're still looking at, you know, you know, I mean, Cam Sutton was brought back too, and I yeah. don't mean to ignore that. That, that. Yeah, that's a big deal. Um, is this defense still going to be a top ten, top five defense the way it was? Is it still going to be able to produce the takeaways it does with no Nelson, no Bud? Um, the 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 biggest void I think that's got to be answered. It's got to be answered quick. It's okay. Where? Huh. There's two of them. Where's Cam Sutton going to play at as yeah. opposed to Steve Nelson being out? Mm-hmm. Other parties you're missing is we ain't even mentioning, but Mike Hilton ain't there either. Right. So they got to find a new Mike Hilton, and they also got to find somebody to replace uh, uh, Steve Nelson. The, the good thing that you have is you have those core guys that you brought up, Cam, it, Tyson, TJ, Minka, and I'll even throw Terrell in there. And you have to at this push. point. Yeah, yeah Terrell is solid. Terrell grew exactly. up last year. Yeah. And Joe may be older, but Joe still plays at a high efficient level too. Can they get back there? Yes, when you have that quarter. Thing is, they're gonna have to drag the new guys who are in those starting positions with them. And I mean that. And, and, and I'm not saying like physically drag them, but you know what I mean by saying, <laughs> hey, get with us, or we're gonna call you out. Because that defense is known for that. Like, hey, look, if you ain't doing your job, Cam has no. I'm talking about no reservations about not telling about telling somebody about what they're not doing because he's always first in line. He's always pushing the envelope on how we play in Pittsburgh, and you know how we play. It's hard nose. So I, at the minimum, DK, if you ask me, can they get the top ten, top five? I say they're top ten. Oh, okay. It's it's a matter of honestly, 
how much the offense helps out with the snow offense, with Ben coming back a year removed from his surgery, um, and what they do in the draft. Well, that's that's obviously a big variable of the offense. I mean, the draft is – we'll see. I still want to see a running back in the first round, uh, and I believe – By the name of Najee. Najee Harris, but if it's not him, if he's taken – and there are a couple of teams at 18 and 23 that could take him ahead of 24, uh, I, I think you still have Travis Etienne out of Clemson. Yeah, Etienne. You still have Javante Williams. You still have other guys that you can take depending on how the Steelers feel about them. Mm-hmm. And and after the way they took Le'Veon Bell, when everyone else was saying Eddie Lacy, Eddie Lacy, Eddie Lacy, Ooh. remember that? Remember yeah. that? That was yeah. all Eddie Lacy. And when the Steelers didn't take Lacy, it was like, oh no, what are they doing? Whatever. Yeah. Well, they kind of did okay with that that particular selection. They did, and I'll say this: the way this draft is being front loaded by. Uh, I would say these receivers and the quarterbacks and one tight end, they'll have a quality pick still yeah. at 24. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. And then the draft is also loaded with offensive tackle. Yeah, You're, you're the last person that I need to, to, to tell that the value of that position, <laughs> even though you have Zach Banner and you have Chuk Sakura for, yeah. uh, you still could always use additional depth there. Yeah, uh, not that you would invest a first or second rounder in depth. No. You know what I'm saying? The development, development. Yeah, you could bring someone in like that. And then, then there's defense, but there's also that this team uh, has has yeah. has options. Well, it but it, it 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 can still be dynamic defensively. It just can, Ramon. Yes, uh, I I think if if Alex Highsmith, he doesn't have to be Bud. In Bud's nope. first year, Bud wasn't Bud in he Bud's was not. first year. You, I think Alex Highsmith just has to keep the other team honest. The thing that Alex Highsmith has for him, and I enjoy that, he brings a lot of the same elements that Bud did, and what Bud brought a lot of the same elements that uh, that 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 uh, what Lamar Woodley brought. Also, mm-hmm. they're good run stoppers off the edge. Guys oh, that play off that such edge. A good point. Such a good point. James, Lamar. Bud, and now you got Highsmith. Highsmith plays the edge well, and I know I met, I left Jarvis out of it, Jarvis Jones, but he didn't play the run that well either. A Worlds was oh, was he on the other side? Worlds was on the other side. Worlds was well. Worlds was moved to the left whenever he became more effective. Remember, and and, and yeah. Jason was never a great run stopper either. No. And these guys were both he and Jarvis were both undersized for the position. Uh, Jason at least found a way to get back to the quarterback. He was kind yeah. of like a sneaky guy. <laughs> yeah, yep, sneaky. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, but I, I, I feel like in this case, you have what you need over there in Alex Highsmith is just be good enough. Good Keep enough. Team offense. And then TJ is still your variable. Minka is still your variable as yes. long as you can get your corners to be stable uh, and, and function in island settings. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, Ramon. I'm just not. I know there's a there's a general despondency right now in Steelers Nation about the defense, but I'm not feeling it myself. <laughs> I, I I think they're going to be fine. Again, the the biggest variable of them all, I don't think, is necessarily Bud being gone. I don't. I think Highsmith with more reps, he's going to be fine. And I'm not saying that Highsmith is going to be Bud in year one, as you said. The biggest blip to me is Mike Hilton being hmm. gone. Okay. I don't know who they're going to find or if Cam Sutton's going to play that position. 
Uh, Cam was played as like a new, he was paid as a new starter. Okay. Well, Ramon, let me tell Zach you what Cam, what Cam was, what Cam told us that he was told was that he'll, he'll basically be outside in a base package. But you know, and I know, they never use the base package. So exactly. he, he will he would kick inside uh, in in a sub, and then they will use whether it's Justin Lane uh, or Jason yeah. out on the outside in those events, and then continue to use Cam in those types of roles in those Mike Hilton type roles in a sub. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm okay with that if that's the case. Mm-hmm. I say this team and the way Coach Butts call it, along with his, you know, they, they've got like a, a, a mastermind group behind this defense to have for a long while. And we know that to be true because in Pittsburgh, you, you better run the ball, which we learned my last year and the year before. Like, you better be able to run the ball and you better play defense. So, top 10, I can see them being top 10. If we're looking at the, the scope of the rest of the league, Pittsburgh's still in a, a, a way better situation than most, and most leaves you in the top ten. When we come back, a slice of life with Ramon. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. All I do is carry water for Ramon. That's that's my job around here. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's call this portion of it slice of life with Ramon because Ramon's life has – remained super interesting even after his playing career, which is not the norm, I will say. And I know for a fact, Moan, that you talk with guys, you communicate with guys who who haven't found other things, who don't necessarily immediately dive into something else. And and you, in addition to your work with us at DK Pittsburgh Sports, you've also uh, taken on a big job with with 104.5 The Zone down in Nashville, uh, the yeah. J Mart and Ramon show down there is a smash hit from what I understand without being in the Nashville market here. How much fun are you having with that? I'm having fun, DK. I, I really am, man. If if anybody knew me in Pittsburgh, which a lot of people did, at least on the media side, they knew that my life was going to be somewhat in the media. Okay. And I, just to be honest, since we're having a slice real quick, slice. When I, yeah, when I initially retired, I wanted nothing to do with like the game. I wanted a different challenge, DK. Like I'm in football. I've been in football since the seventh grade, since 1997. Okay, mm-hmm. that's where I was, like 1997, 98. I've been playing football. Like I want to do something else. Don't define me as a guy that plays football. I don't want it to follow me. I went through all of that, DK. Like, I went through all of that. Uh, I was just like, let me find something new. And um, I actually had a sales job set up with, like, this this big company with, like, a nice, okay, <laughs> it was really, really set up for me, okay? I was going to work under somebody for maybe a year, and I was going to move up to a really big, I ain't going to say executive side, but, like, I was brought in to, like, bring in the heavy side of it, okay? Mm-hmm. And it was set up. I was set to do the interview. I did the interview, and the national, I mean, the uh, regional recruiter hit me up. And lo and behold, the radio station hits me up right after that. Mm-hmm. And here I am balancing the two. And it was actually my wife that was like, Mom, you can go into this world of corporate America and do this and that. She's like, But I don't know if you're going to enjoy it, basically. She's like, yeah. I know you don't want to be trapped in the football and sports, but mom, that's what you know best. It's Not who you are. You, it's who you I are. Know. And and I've done so much prep. Fight that. 
I've done so much prep with you and just other yeah. media personalities in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. The world was just like, no, stop denying it, okay? And no lie, our ratings have gone up. They've actually gone up, DK, mm-hmm. in a dead period. And you know this year to be the dead time of mm-hmm. like radio. Sure. And they've actually still gone up. Uh, it's crazy here. Uh, maybe because I'm, I'm in Titans land, but when they come up to me, they don't even mention football. They mention like the radio show. So for a guy like myself that always wanted to be more than just an athlete, you know, like oh, they yeah. mentioned my second career more. And I, I'll be honest with you, that was um, that that's pretty cool for a guy that because we get put in a box sometimes, you oh, know. Sure. At, no football players do. And it's funny that when when you and I used to have these kidding semi-kidding conversations at your no, store. Uh, okay. Well, no, no, no. They were kind of job <laughs> interviews. But it's like, Ramon, I'm like, you know you're going to come work for us someday. You know you're going to do that. Yeah. And you'd like, you'd look up at me and you go, you think so? <laughs> <You're> very <laughs> Ramon voice. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> and But I waited a month. Yeah. I waited a month out of respect Yeah. To even to even approach you. Yeah, And then it was interesting to me that the first few columns that you wrote for us were very much in the spirit of what you just discussed, which was they weren't all that footballish. No. They were stuff about youth sports and things mm-hmm. that you had observed. And then, of course, things got a lot more serious last year with the race riots and everything yeah. else. And, and you wrote about things like that. And I, I feel like without being in the Nashville market and without hearing the work that you do uh, with J-Mart, that your own voice is going to lend itself to whatever it is that comes up. And that that could be sports. It might even be other sports in Nashville. Heck, I fully expect you to become the authority on Predators hockey before long. (laughs) (laughs) Nah. But but that's, you know – the the I, just being you is is the authentic selling point. You know I what I mean? Regardless yeah. of the subject matter. I appreciate you saying that, man. And um, I think uh, I got a boss now. I think my boss kind of feels the same way you do, man. Uh, they said something to me. It was uh, I think most guys would probably take offense to when you get into this world or when they start talking about your personality. They were just like, you know, you're likable. The hell you mean? I'm likable. Like I'm this soft bedded. Like, but then they say stuff like, no, 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 no. Like you're approachable in this world of being in the sports media, especially a former player. A lot of guys put themselves above people, and it's like with you. Like when I go to my son's like baseball games and just out somewhere, people literally will walk up to me and we'll we'll start a conversation, DK. And they were just like, when you're, you know, you giving yourself to. Um, you're giving yourself to the crowd and they see you on the radio through your voice, like that's what happens. So I appreciate you seeing that in me and it just being a part of uh, what we've grown into with DK Pittsburgh Sports and just I appreciate being a part of the ride with you too, man, and this slice we're having right now. That was a slice of life with Ramon Foster, which is always fun. We will do another Ramon Foster show next week here on DK Sports Radio. Thanks, Moan. Absolutely, DK. Anytime.